Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Oh, Dory, how you feeling right now? Not great. What's the matter? I'm just. This down. sounds like an ad. <laughs> <laughs> it does. This is not scripted. Uh, you're just down. Just down in the dumps, you know. But it's 2021. Everything's better now. Oh, you're right. Duh. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, happy new year. Good news. Everything's better now. I forgot. I forgot. I'm supposed to be happy. The year is the year of the year of the the year of twenty twenty is over. Twenty twenty one is here. And uh we've got three hundred and sixty some odd more days of it. That's true. I'm excited. Are you? No, you're not. We just said that. Yeah. What's happening? Hey, you know, I just uh, just really down today. Just down. Yeah, you're like running away all day. You're like, I gotta 
run dry try to battle away really fast and then i'm like you're on a stationary bike you're not gonna go anywhere and then you're like i gotta pick up clothes or drop clothes off or something on i a, sold a, a bunch a of doorstep clothes on a in like a purge group but the i'm i'm sort of an interloper in this purge group because it's really for northeast los angeles which is not where we live well you're just purging not buying yeah but like you're supposed to you're supposed to live in that neighborhood so that people can pick up from your porch oh that's why you've been dropping things off on our friend julia's porch yes and then i finally felt like i can't i can't leave all this stuff on i felt bad about leaving too much stuff on julia's porch so i said for my latest purge that i would drop some stuff off or mail it so i'm mailing like half of it and then i dropped off like half of it this afternoon I, I like plotted out a route. It would have been perfect if one person hadn't given me the wrong address. But that was a that was actually ended up only being a minor blip. Wow, I really yeah. had a plan and you executed it. I did. That was today. Dory did that. Yeah. I mean, it's been since the regular audience. It's been two weeks since we talked to them. I know we have a lot to catch them up on. I don't even know where to start. Well, where do we where do we start? Christmas? I mean, that was so long ago. I know, I barely remember it. Uh well, you know, two weeks of uh just three of us here. Counting we'll, we'll count Bo as the three and a half of us here. Yeah. Uh put in a lot of Henry time. I feel like you were like I feel like you've gotten more confident. Over the last two weeks. I just hurt my nose. I'm trying to scratch it. I I scratched it too hard. Like this, like literally the outside of my nose. Oh, no. Ow! Are you bleeding? Is a vampire going to come drink your blood? I don't know. Maybe. We've been watching what we do in the shadows. That's one thing we've been doing. I mean, you tell things in order. Don't jump around sporadically. Sorry. I mean, we're already in reverse order because of today. Right. Ugh. Ugh. Um, Christmas... Yes, so Henry and I go a lot of places in our car. Um, Henry drives. Not, you know, we don't go to like public places in our car. Well, we do go like outside outside park type places. And the occasional grocery store we'll take him to. Do you feel like you like get him more now than you did? No. Oh. It seems like you do. What am I supposed to get? I don't know. It just seems like you're more comfortable with like his routines and like he's older. He's a, he's a person. He's he turns as he, as the baby turns into more of a person. It becomes a lot easier to uh, deal with the person. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Also, the fact that I was, uh, you know, I don't know what took me so long to just figure out I could just throw him in the car and go somewhere. Hmm. And then the morning walks were good. Yeah. Because um, I got a phone holder mm-hmm. for the stroller. Yeah. So I can, you know, watch like a Star Trek or something. If I have to watch something, it doesn't, it's like not, I don't need to be here to do it. I can yeah. be out on the, on the, on the open sidewalk. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we went to Lake Balboa last week. We fed some ducks. We, uh. Slid down some slides. Um, and it's good because, like, you know, he's not... His windows of awake time post-breakfast, it's not... It's four hours you gotta kill. 
Not even. I mean, by the time you're yeah. done with breakfast and you get him like all situated, it's nine, it's nine easily. Yeah. So then it's like, then you're like, and then anywhere it's going to then get him situated, meaning get him in the car. It's nine ten. Yes. Then g- get, go anywhere. Right. So 30 20, minutes. 20, 30 minutes. So by the time you get. Then it's nine forty five. Right. And then you, what do you do? I don't know. We went last, yesterday went grocery shopping. So I took him to Ralph's in Studio City. Mm-hmm. And, uh. You know, that was what? I mean, we were in the store for like a half hour. Yeah. And then got him back in the car, load the groceries in. All of a sudden, it's 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, well, let's go home. Because usually he'll just go, mama, like in the middle of what we're doing. <laughs> That's what he does to me when we're at the park. He'll say, Dida. And I'll say, do you want to go home and see Dida? And he'll say, mm. That's what he does. I actually, that's <laughs> so he says the name and then I say, do you want to go see them? Yeah. And then he does his little more yes, yes symbol yeah. signal. And then uh and then that's how that's how we know it's time to go. Yeah. Sometimes he says ka ka. Because he wants the car. He just wants to get in the car to go home. Right. If you've if you've taken the car somewhere. If you've yeah. just taken the stroller, then he just says Dida Dida. Yeah. I mean he was uh, how long did I have him out at the park at Lake Balboa? He was I mean, two hours I think I was we were out. Yeah, you guys were gone for a while. You know, just trying to give Dory some breaks so she could get her book done. Preach. Slam that manuscript down on, on your publisher's desk. I preach. And say, this is the greatest book I've ever read in my life. It just needs an ending. <laughs> uh, toast? Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, so that's that. Christmas was Christmassy. What'd we do? We had Christmas. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, Christmas Eve was fun because we made cookies and I was FaceTiming uh, Henry's grandparents, a.k.a. my parents. And <laughs> oh then my God, I forgot about just that. all of a sudden he starts projectile vomiting. <laughs> my mother's like, well, okay, we'll see ya. <laughs> <laughs> it was because he ate, he hadn't eaten a ton all day. And, and then, then he had he sugar. Had, he had like a cookie's worth of frosting and yeah. he was like this is the best thing i've ever eaten and then he was oh, like oh he's so excited about Bleh. it and then and then he just threw it up all over me and the floor and his and his what do they call those learning tower yeah um but then like you know i got him cleaned up got the floor cleaned up got it, and then he was like just happy and delighted again and then yeah. i believe did we then walk over to the house with the lights after that I don't recall. Well, that might have been, I don't know. Anyway, he was fine. Then Christmas morning, um, he got his presents. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if he really had any concept of what was no, happening. I don't think he did. It just, he just woke up and there was more stuff for him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the big, most traumatic thing of the, of the two weeks was me taking down the Christmas tree while he was napping. Yeah, I mean, you told him you were going to do it. I explained it to him, yep. Yeah. And uh, I then... told him to, the, to change the lights again, and then we're going to turn the lights off, and then I was going to put it away. But he definitely like looked for it a lot. Yes. Um, and then I got my guitar pedals out of there, too, and he was very sad about... And the dartboard. The dartboard. Dartboard's in here again. All of his favorite things. All of his things that light up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, emotionally, I think he's struggling with that, but otherwise, uh, we're good. I, I, I think he's good. Seems to be. 
When are you going to set up your Christmas present? I don't know. Every time I think to do it, I bet I can get it done this week, but every time I think to do it, it's like time to do something with Henry. Then it's like, oh, I don't know. Mm. It's hard to, you know, you can't really get anything done mm-hmm. with this with this baby running around. Mm-hmm. So if anybody out there is thinking about having a baby and that's where you're listening to the podcast, let me just say, do you like getting things done? Think about it then. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, look, it was Christmas. We stayed here. We didn't go anywhere. No, we didn't. We're just watching Los Angeles collapse around us. Um, you know, in a COVID sense. And uh, that's it. I'm supposed to go to, back to work tomorrow. But not I'm happening. Not happening right now. We're going to pushing it a week so far. I bet it'll be two weeks. Well, I, I, you know, I really, I bet it won't be. Really? I really bet it won't be. Uh, and yeah, that's that's pretty much what's happening. Dory's book is due on the 15th. How's that coming along? It's coming. Dory, I mean, Dory announced today that she needed a vacation from me. Yep. Um, and then I said, where are you going to go? An ICU bed? Because there aren't any. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on the waiting list. Yeah, well, everything's doomed. I'm sorry you need a vacation from me. I'll tell you what, I'll just go back to work and then you'll have your vacation from me. Okay. Great job, everybody. Uh, Okay, anything else? Well, hmm, New Year's. New Year's happened. New Year's happened. Raucous good time over here. We ate food and watched TV and then went to bed. Mm-hmm. We watched Soul, which we were met on. Soul. I am met on it. Dory is met on it. I have a lot of questions about the movie. And it's fuzzy tale. It was a fuzzy tale. It was a fuzzy tale. I didn't really understand what it was trying to say about what it was trying to say. <laughs> I don't know that it knew. I think it did at one point because it seemed like it was written to me to say one thing and then it decided to say nothing. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's my thoughts on Soul. Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> Haven't seen it. I've watched many people review it on YouTube and I seem like uh, I'm okay having not seen it. <laughs> that was the conclusion I came to. <laughs> I wanted to watch that on, on whatever day we were going to watch. New we were going to watch it on New Year's. Yeah. And I was, and then Dora was like, nope, not watching it. I was like, why? She's like, I have not heard good things. And I was like, well, it can't be that bad that it will be unwatchable. She's like, well, let's watch Soul. I was like, okay. So we watched Soul. And then I looked up reviews of Wonder Woman. I was like, two and a half hours? Oh, <laughs> least, my God. At least Soul was only 90 minutes. Oh, my God. Like, on the dot. Two and a half hours. It's way too long. And the, there's like, two, someone was, they were saying like there's literally three action scenes in the whole movie. In the two and a half hours, there's three action scenes. That seems like not enough action scenes. There's like scenes. an hour of the movie. Like an hour goes by before you ever see Gal Gadot as one, like in Wonder Woman year doing Wonder Woman stuff. What? Yeah. Isn't that wild? 
Anyway. Weird. Um, and then, and then, and then, Kristen, Kristen Wig turns into a cat. So, I mean, it's all very strange. Uh, what else is I going to say? Oh, yeah, we're watching television together now that the dartboard is out of there. I don't know. We found a show that we both like. Uh, I found it. I found them both. And I found them both in the way that you never find things, which is literally just browsing every category on Netflix. Yeah. First we decided, first I was like, let's look at this singing competition show hosted oh God, by forgot, Titus Burgess. I forgot that we had even watched that. Uh, some karaoke. Oh boy, is it not good. It's very bad. Badly done. The sound mix is weird. The people are not charismatic. Titus looks very uncomfortable hosting. He does. My therapist, I talked to my therapist about it. We were taught, we heard a, an interview with him on NPR and they had, someone had asked him about karaoke. He's like, oh, I hate karaoke. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. This makes a little that more tracks. sense now. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, then then I found Toast of, Toast of London, which uh, is the funniest show I've ever seen. You know, in the last 10 years. Had a really good time with that. I've never seen... When we watched the pilot... I've never seen Matt laugh so hard. It was really great because I did not, I had no uh, expectations whatsoever. And I just turned it on because I like Matt Berry from Snuffbox and Darth Marenghi's Dark Place. Uh, I hadn't seen The Mighty Boosh, so I, I didn't really know him from that. But, uh, yeah, Toast of London. It's on like Netflix Matt in the had States. And tears coming down his face. Crying twice. Any of our UK listeners probably know it because it was out four years ago. I think it was out eight years ago. Yeah, on Channel 4. And uh, <laughs> season four is coming. They're going to do season four. Oh. It's exciting. Um, yeah, and I was just I delighted by it. It really tickled my funny bone in every which way possible. It was almost like a show specifically made for me. <laughs> Which, you know, is just <laughs> so nice when you find it. Uh, like, everything was hitting with me. Everything was funny to me. And Matt Berry is a fucking They just, like, it's like genius. one of those shows where they just go there. I mean, is that it? I I think what I like the most about it is it's, it's just, it's a mixture of, of ridiculous yes that's what i mean like just even like jane his his agent uh plow (laughs) that's pluff (laughs) anyway uh getting her hair done yeah (laughs) and like just the changing her hairdo every time or the thing comes up it's like okay we're in that world right which is a world i enjoy as long as it's established um Oh, but then we started watching the second show because I looked up. No, no, that was because I looked up the Wikipedia. I like Googled Toast of London because I was like, what is this show? And then I was like looking at Matt Berry and then I was like, oh, did you know he's in, like, I was like, he's in what we do in the shadows. And I was like, he is? Yeah. And then you looked up and you were like, he's on the poster. I was like, oh, (laughs) yeah, he's on the poster. 
let's watch what we do in the shadows finally um and it's fucking it's great that show is also hilarious that, it's that so also hits me in many funny, funny bones as well weird <laughs> he plays laszlo and it, and it, and every time he turns into a bat, he says bat, <laughs> and he's the only one that does it. <laughs> then he goes human form. <laughs> oh, I turned everything on Do Not Disturb, and then uh, oh, did you end that call? Yes, from the iPad. I did because I'm still getting it on my watch. Anyway, uh, and also that well, call came through on my other phone. Oh, great. <laughs> It's so many things are happening. So here. many. So right. yeah, we're watching what we do in the shadows. I love Toast of London so much. I would marry the show if it was a person. Um, sorry, honey. Oh wow. Well, I guess I should go on that vacation. <laughs> yes, I can hear you, Clem Fandango. <laughs> if anyone watched it, you'll understand that. But okay, so do the business. All right. Here's the business. You probably know that we have a Facebook group. It's very active. It's at facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. There's also a pregnancy and children spinoff. We do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. You can support us there. You can get up to two bonus episodes a month. They're real uh, freewheeling. The Patreon episodes. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I would describe them as. Um, and you can email us at doryandmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. You can also email us a voice memo at that email. And our phone number is 413-461-BABY. Call us or leave us a voice memo in our emails. Thank right, you. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good look when i open up my uh sock drawer and i see a clean pair of bombas sitting on top not only do my feet sort of jump for joy but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, 
tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back. And it's time to hear from you, the egghead. We had a lot of signals go out last time. We did. Were, the, were any of the signals answered? Yes. Great. Everyone, listen up. Okay. This first email is responding to the nuchal signal. Remember that signal? I do. Okay. This is from Jen. Hi. Wanted to answer the egg signal from the emailer this week about the high-ish nuchal. I also had a high nuchal measurement when I was pregnant with my son. It was 3.5, which was just over what's recommended in the U.S. at 3.0. As you stated on the podcast, in other countries, the cutoff is 3.5. Ours, excuse me, ours is a bit lower here. We did a CVS right on the spot because I was being seen by an MFM anyway, and all came back 100. CVS is a... Consumer value source. No, it's um, it's like an amnio. Okay. And an MFM is a, a maternal fetal medicine. Like Thank high, you. High-risk doctor. Okay, there's a lot of acronyms Yes, and all came back 100% normal. We also did a fetal echo at around 20-ish weeks to check for heart and now the heart anomalies and that came back normal as well i now have a happy and healthy six-year-old from what i was told and what i researched nt measurements that aren't extremely high often turn out to be nothing they are worth looking into though for peace of mind if nothing else i'd recommend a cvs if it's not too late or an amnio as soon as possible and try not to get spooked by the but those are invasive procedures that can cause miscarriage people which you hear a lot on various mom groups slash boards yes there's a tiny risk of miscarriage however If you see an experienced doctor who does these procedures regularly, your risk is very, very, very low. And in my opinion, it's 100% worth it to calm your fears. Hope this helps. Jen, who is in 3,500 square feet in New Jersey with her husband and a six-year-old science baby and a puppy on the way. Oh, boy. Puppy time. Puppy time. A lot of people getting into that puppy business. Yep. My brother got a puppy. Oh, how's that going to work? What do you mean? How's that working? Who's taking care of the puppy? It seems like it's working. How? Who's taking care of the puppy? Everyone's That's home. my question. My brother? I, but really, is he? I feel like he's not. I think he is. I disagree. Okay, well, the puppy- I, He can tell you that he is, but I think he's not. The puppy's name is Gus. The puppy can't golf. Why would your brother take care of him? Ooh. Swing. Wow. And a shank. Wow. Wow. All right. Thank you, Jen, for that firsthand info. Appreciate it. All right, we're we're going into a very different topic here. Yeah. 
This was a text that we received. You got we got a text message? Yep. Oh. Oh yeah, our, I forgot to mention number? that you can also text us at four one three four six one baby. Uh-huh. All right. Hello, Henry Household. If Henry is so interested in poop, just wait until he hears about the book Everybody Poops. I mean, look, it would have to supplant Corduroy as his favorite book right now. Oh my god, he's obsessed with Corduroy. He really is. Like obsessed. I got him a corduroy bear. I actually had to. You kind of did a DIY corduroy bear. <laughs> I had to. I ordered a children's corduroys. <laughs> overalls. Green overall children's things, and then had to find a bear that was as tall as the measurements for the thing. And then I, I ordered a Vermont teddy bear, and then put a overalls on him. And you cut a little hole for the tail. I cut a little hole for the tail. Cute. So I don't even. I don't even know if if corduroy has a tail hole great question i don't know yeah don't <laughs> but i was like this 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 person this bear should have a tail hole so i got that was one of my christmas presents to him and you know i think he liked it seems to talk to it the most he does talk to it a lot he's gotten really into talking to his stuffed animals yeah it's like a thing he does biku biku and he just biku bikus a lot. That's what he says. He just says Biku Biku. <laughs> I don't understand. You know, that, I once baby. posted it on Instagram and a lot of people said that they thought he was saying peekaboo, but I disagree. He does not know from peekaboo. We don't play peekaboo. We play like Where's Henry? Well, yes, that's that's an entirely different game where we have to tell whoever <laughs> is not in the room we're going to have to break it to them that Henry's missing. Yeah. And then he he reveals himself in a dramatic fashion, <laughs> laughing hysterically. <laughs> that we would have to like, especially like when we have to give, we're going to put Bo in his crib. And... <laughs> he does think it's pretty yeah, funny. So it's not, it's not peekaboo. That's true. We don't, so what I'm saying is we don't say peekaboo. Yeah, we don't. So where, why would he be yeah. saying peekaboo? No, and, and it, I don't think that's what he's saying. What do you think he's saying? I have no idea. It's funny because like you can just repeat it back to him and he'll he'll laugh and yeah. think that it's amazing that you're communicating in Henry's language. Yeah. Like what about today when he and I were going ah? That's like an old. That's an old thing that he used to. He used to like when he was really little. He used to say, and you could say it back to him. And he yes. Go, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that now. I found like I was looking at old videos from literally a year ago, mm-hmm. and I I was doing that to him. Mm-hmm. I was going, ah, and he was going. Ah. Hmm. Well, someday words will come out. We'll let you know when they do. <laughs> he has like he has such random words. He doesn't have. I mean, like actual words. I would qualify, Mama, Dida, and Bo, and Car. But that's not how. That's, it. that's not how like linguists count words that they know. But I'm telling the audience how I, not a linguist, would count the words. Okay. <laughs> like he has things he says for things that aren't the things names. But if you if he uses the same word for something and you know what he means, that counts as a word. All right, but he uses. Also, he says like guff or guitar. You know that that means guitar. He uses buff or ball. And for bow. But it's like a different intonation. It's not. It is. Yeah. Okay. Dory's being a mom right now. Look, I'm just saying. 
anyway, this is this next email is from Guitar Center. Uh, in Illinois. Guitar Center, Illinois. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. I had to write in when I heard the letter from the book etiquette listener who said she was struggling to teach her toddler the nuances of what it is, uh, what is okay to throw and what isn't. I have been thinking about this a lot lately. My daughter is 18 months and we are stuck inside a lot because of COVID and we often play a game with her that is basically fetch. Throw a toy, usually a small figurine or a ball or a stuffed animal, for her to chase and then bring it back to us. <laughs> she loves it. And it's a great way to use up some toddler energy. But I worry she's picking up mixed messages about throwing. I have always heard you should try to tell kids that what they should do versus t- telling them what not to do. For example, when our daughter is using markers, remind her to use them appropriately by saying we color on paper instead of making the negative statement, no drawing on the rug. Uh, it's been really effective. We say something similar with book etiquette. We use gentle hands when we read, or we're gentle when we turn pages, etc. So no issues there. However, I have no idea how to do this with throwing. She doesn't do it that often, but I can really ask her to use gentle hands with stuffed animals when she sees us chucking them around. There's no risk of damage, because we don't let her play with anything breakable. Oh, you'd love it in our house. But I hate to, for her to get in trouble for throwing something at daycare. Very interested uh, to hear what other parents do about it. Or any other toddler parenting conundrums. That's from Guitar Center in Illinois. Two adults, one toddler, 1,400 square feet, zero hot dogs. But the toddler is a big fan of chicken apple sausages. Well, I'll tell you, I had Bo and Henry outside, and Henry had a golf ball he was tossing around, and then he went to chuck it at Bo, and he missed, and I picked up the golf ball, and I said, we cannot throw this at Bo. I said, there's this whole other side of the yard that you can throw it, and then he was throwing it that way. Did it work? I don't know. Did it just happen to be like he got that out of his system, so that's why he didn't do it again? I don't know. He's a baby. I have no input on this. <laughs> um, I guess my question is, your, it seems like your main concern is that you're worried that she's going to get in trouble at daycare. I would, I would just let daycare worry about daycare. It seems like a very, I don't, I don't think you're saying what you want to say. What I'm saying is like, you, I, I think you're saying what, what my friend likes to say, don't borrow trouble. Like, you don't know that this is an issue at daycare. It might not be an issue. You know what I mean? Uh, of course. Also, by the way, you know, at the daycare, they probably had, I don't know, a gajillion toddlers. That's what I'm saying. That's what I I'm saying. Let they daycare. They have their own ways of dealing. This is exactly what I'm saying. This is that, That's what I meant by like, let daycare. Yes. Like. Not, fuck you, daycare. It's your problem. No, but like, yes. let daycare, whatever comes up at daycare, let daycare handle it. Yeah. Um, when they need to get you involved, they will. And if if you don't want her throwing in the house, then yes, I I agree that having a throwing game is probably not modeling great behavior. If you don't care that she throws things in the house, 
then go for it. If you want a rule that she can only throw stuffed animals in the house, but she can't throw other things in the house, I think you can make that rule. You can set the boundary. Yeah. Dory, well done. Should we start an offshoot parenting podcast? Should we call it In Loco Parents? In Loco Parents? What does that mean? That's that's Karen and Steve's podcast. Oh. <laughs> what does that mean? In Loco Parentis is like... Oh, Parentis. But they, I thought you said parents. I did. That's the name of their podcast. In Loco Parents. Oh. It's a takeoff of In Loco Parentis. Oh, lawyers. Mm-hmm. I would have them disbarred from podcasting for that title <laughs> excellent adventure what a great title that is <laughs> so look if you're a lawyer and you have a child go listen to karen vladick and steve vladick's podcast about lawyering babies i think that was a plug yeah it was lawyering babies yeah. check it out do you want to sue your child give him a listen <laughs> uh, all right we got another email about this issue from Tara, Tara, Tara. Um, <laughs> she really struggled with that. Everybody. She, wait a second. I. She was like, "Lean up. This might be anonymous." No, I I reproduced the same email twice. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. That means I have to find the real email. You know what? Let's take a break. Uh, oh, are you sure? Okay. And then when we come back, I will have the correct email. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, we're back. Dory has solved the problem. Also, explain to me what the issue was, because I did not fully no, understand did it. not. That was Guitar Center's email that was copied into the slot for Tara. Correct. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Hi there. Love the pod. Check out the children's books called Indestructibles. They are literally chew-proof, rip-proof, and okay for liquid. These are perfect for giving toddlers books they can hold, practice turning pages without being limited to board books. My daughter carried these everywhere and is now an avid reading eight-year-old. She still prefers books over an electronic reader and loves toting them everywhere she goes. That is from Tara in 1,800 square feet in Henderson, Nevada. Oh, Tara. Nevada? Tara, I'd love to visit you whenever this COVID thing wraps itself up. You love Henderson. I do. That's where Vegas is. I know. That's where the strip is, baby. Henderson. It's not actually in love. I thought it was in Paradise. No, it's in Henderson, Nevada. Paradise, Nevada. What? Isn't that the, the real name of Las Vegas, Paradise? I mean, I think of it as Paradise. Okay. When I get off the escalator, I'm like, this must be a palace. <laughs> <laughs> 
You see rows and rows of beds. <laughs> oh, tables, chairs, beds, lamps, rows and rows of beds. Yeah, tables, chairs, and lamps. And lamps rows and, and rows sofas of beds. and rows oh, and rows it's of just, beds. There's just so much stuff up there. <laughs> Must be a palace. I think I've always wanted to live in a palace. Uh, it's corduroy humor. <laughs> Hope you're all checking out corduroy. <laughs> all right. This is from Amelia. This is a real kids say the darndest things email. Amelia Bedelia, remember that book I series? That was I a, that was enjoyable. I enjoyed that quite a bit. All right. Happy holidays. Wanted to share a funny thing that happened this morning. My kids, newly three and 18 months, commute with me because their daycare is on site at the hospital where I work. As we were leaving this morning, Monday, I was fiddling with the radio and my three-year-old quietly said from her car seat, I want to listen to Matt and Dory. What? That didn't happen. I, I had no idea she was so in tune with to what we always listen to on Monday mornings. I said you were taking a week off, and she gave a disappointed, aw. What? So, good morning from your youngest fan and from her mother, who now has to be more careful with what we listen to. <laughs> She's probably had four hot dogs this year. Would have been more if we were still allowed to use a family trip to Costco as a reason to get out of the house on cold Saturday mornings. Wait, I'm very confused about this. What are you confused by? She has kids that are, oh, three and 18 months, not three months. No, three years old. Okay, because then in my brain, I was like, there's no way an 18-month-old is like, I want to hear Matt and Dory. No, 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 a three-year-old. Oh, thank God. That's why she said, and my three-year-old quietly said from her car seat. I like That part I didn't hear for some reason. Mm. I just was like, there's nobody, no child wants to listen to us. I guess they do. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Isn't that cute? A three-year-old knows us? That is very cute. I'd like to be known by all (laughs) three-year-olds. I would like to be the Raffi of this generation. (laughs) Uh, All right. Do you remember way, way, way back on our last episode, which was before (laughs) Christmas? It was back uh, last year. Yeah. And we were talking about Feast of the Seven Fishes. Yes. Which your mother told you that she celebrated with her grandmother. Uh, but I dug a little deeper, and it's inaccurate. Oh, uh, what did you learn? <laughs> she's like, we didn't call it that. She's, my mother's like, I try to do a, a good impression of my mother here. We did the fe- Feast of the Seven Fishes, but we didn't call it that. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, we cooked like one fish. It was a, ca- a cod, I think, or a, a branzino. I was like, so you had a fish. <laughs> she's like, yeah. I was like, so it wasn't the Feast of the Seven Fishes. I guess not. <laughs> but my mother made lasagna and sausage and meatballs. And I was like, I know. That was on Christmas. I know. She's like, oh, you do? It's like, yeah. Dory made a lasagna. <laughs> She's like, oh, that's nice. So anyway, that was the that was the catch up on. She had, you got, they had Feast of a Fish. Feast of a Fish. <laughs> and then she told me a story about coming home from school and there being live uh, squid on a, on a pan and her not understanding that that's where calamari came from and uh, therefore she no longer likes calamari. Wow. Because of something that happened in 1959. <laughs> I mean, I get it. All right. Anyway, that was just preamble for this email and voice memo from Sarah where she said... She she emailed the recording and and clarified that in the recording I said our pasta dish was with anchovies, but it was really tuna. 
Also, the seventh dish that I forgot while recording was indeed a salad with a side of bread and butter and botarga. Oh, my goodness. That seems like a, this is a heavy salad situation. So here is the voice memo. Are you ready? I think so. Great. Hi, Matt and Dory. Um, this is Sarah. I am a first-time voice memoer. Um, I was very excited this week that you guys were talking about the seven fishes. Uh, I come from a family that's similar to your family in that um, one side is Italian and Irish and the other side is Jewish. Um, but for the last three years, my family has done the seven fishes tradition. We probably don't do it in a traditional way um, since we just started it three years ago, but uh, we did it again this year. We change the dishes every year, um, although some of them we keep. Um, like I think every year we've done it, we've had fried calamari as one of the seven dishes. Um, so let me see. I'll read you the menu from this year, which was... Okay, let's see if I can remember it because I don't have it all written down. First, we had, so it's not, at least the way that my family does it, we don't have like seven full dishes. We have some like very small ones, you know, it's seven courses. So we have some very small dishes and then some bigger ones. So we started with deviled eggs with smoked trout. Then we had bagna cauda, which is like a dip um, with anchovies. Uh, so we just had like assorted vegetables to dip into that. Uh, then we had fried calamari and spicy peppers. Uh, fourth was crab cakes with horseradish, remoulade. Fifth, I think, was pasta with, hmm, what was the fish in that one? Maybe anchovies. Um. It was tuna. <laughs> yes, I think anchovies. Six was salmon with pesto. And then I'm missing the seventh dish, which was... I must have had a salad. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, br I'm blanking on it. Oh, no. So, oh, yeah, must have been a salad. Um, and then we also had dessert. We had, um, which doesn't involve fish. <laughs> um, this year we had um, an almond cake with uh, like a lemon drizzle on it that my brother-in-law made. So anyway, um, my family really enjoys it. I was excited to see that you guys talked about it on the pod this week. And... Um, you should try it. It's a lot of fun. So Sounds in like my family, many, we've just done fishes. seven dishes and every dish uses a different fish, but we change the fishes used every year. So you don't necessarily have to have a dish that has like salmon or cod every year. You can change it. This year was especially hard because we were quarantining. So we couldn't go to the supermarket to like get fresh fish. So that's why some of the dishes changed this year. So we could use things like frozen salmon instead of fresh you like scallops which we've had in previous years scallops um, that doesn't that's anyways, not fish sorry for this long voice well, memo. I, I live in 
um, Cambridge, Massachusetts. And <sighs> That's where I'm from. I live in probably 500 square feet or maybe maybe more than that, 700 square feet or something, but I'm really bad at estimating sizes. And I love hot dogs. <laughs> um, okay, I'm natural And probably Casey. have not had as many this year given the lack of barbecues due to corona, but I think I've probably had five so far this year. <laughs> New okay, year, everyone. Start those hot dog counts. Everyone, you can start your hot dog counts over. Thank you. Thank where, you. where in Cambridge do you live? We're from East Cambridge, the Myras and the and the Furtados. Very close to uh, the Galleria. We used to, they were all on Spring Street. My parents had a house on Spring Street. My grandmother's had a house on Spring Street. It was like a triangle of, of family. And then... We moved to Lowell, <laughs> and I was born. Uh, Sarah, thank you for the uh, seven fishes. Seven fish detail. All right, now we have an email about another Christmas dish that we were discussing in great detail, which was overnight French toast. Okay, dokie. This is from Holly. I was I was surprised that no one mentioned eggnog French toast. One year, as I was looking up recipes for oven French toast, I realized that most of the ingredients, eggs, milk, nutmeg, etc., were already in eggnog. I poured eggnog over the French bread, left it overnight, and a new recipe was born. So here's the recipe. Grease a 9 by 13 pan, slice French bread at an angle about 1 and a half inches thick, Put slices in the pan and pour over one and a half to two cups of eggnog. Turn the slices so they are evenly covered. Sprinkle with extra nutmeg if you like. Leave overnight. In the morning, bake at 350 until the tops are golden brown. Sprinkle with powdered sugar if desired. When it's done, it should look like the attached photo. She attached a photo. This is like exactly correct, by the way. She is 100% right. Mm -hmm. If you had just cut up walnuts... And done an eggnog French toast and that brioche that would have been the same. It would have tasted exactly the same. They were pecans, but. What did I say they were? Walnuts? Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, happy holidays. That's from Holly in 2,800 square feet in Spokane. Is that how you say it? Spokane, Washington? Spokane. Yeah. Spokane, Washington with one husband, three teen girls, and a preteen boy. A lot of kids. How many hot dogs are you guys consuming? A dozen hot dogs a year. Whoa! Half on campouts and then other half at Costco food court, but I'm sad they stopped carrying the brats and sauerkraut. Uh, I decided to order a telescope, Dory Shafrir. Okay. This is unrelated to everything except for campouts made me think of it. Ah. Uh. Um, because I really was like, it's, I don't know if it's the fact that like we're in a quarantine here in Los Angeles, but the skies have been very clear lately. Mm. And I've been noticing this. Mm -hmm. So at night when I'm outside, I look up and I can see, like I can see the moon, I can see Venus, I can see, you know, Jupiter. I'm like, wish I had a telescope. Mm. Yeah, there's probably not as much light pollution right now. Yeah, so I was like, let me get a telescope. So I ordered a telescope, but they take forever because everyone ordered a telescope. <laughs> it's one of those COVID things. Oh. You know, people are like, I'm going to take up uh, astronomy, I guess. Right. I bet people ordered them to see Saturn and Jupiter aligning. Oh, yeah, totally. That's probably what happened. Remember when we went to uh, Mauna Kea? 
And we, and we looked at the stars. Yes, I that do was, remember that. That was cool. That was the clearest stargazing I've ever had. Yeah. I used to, sometimes when I would drive home from Vegas there at night. There were so many stars. I would pull over in the desert, oh. get off the highway, drive out, and just lay on the hood of my car. Oh, that sounds nice. I was a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the kind of thing where I'm like, I kind of want to put the, keep the, keep it in my trunk. The telescope. For just impromptu stargazing. Impromptu stargazing can mm-hmm. happen anytime. Yeah. You never know. Oh, look how clear it is. I've got a telescope. Don't worry. Hey, you never know when it's going to come in handy. I got one that's GPS programmed, so I don't have to like deal with star charts. Oh. I can just go, I want to look at Myra. Oh. You know, there's a star called Myra. Cool. You're welcome. It's a pretty, pretty big star. I don't doubt it. Just saying. Is that a fat joke? You're a jerk. You are a jerk. Dory, let's end this podcast. You're so mean. Okay. Um, listen, you all can support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash adventure. We do really very much appreciate our Patreon supporters. We couldn't do this without you. Oh, I meant to also say I used my Amazon points to pay for the telescope. Sweet. If you'd like a telescope, <laughs> let's be telescope friends. Okay. Um, and if you support us at the $5 level or above, you not only get those bonus apps, but you also get your name read on the podcast each month and the whole back catalog of Patreon episodes. There's so many Patreon episodes. There's probably so like many. 100 billion. There's at least... Give or take a billion or 100 billion. A hun- there's 100. Yeah, for sure there's 100. Yeah. Good God. That's what you should have done, um, Tara. Subscribe to the Patreon, and then no new episode. Guess what? Or whoever, who was oh, it? Oh, that was, um, I think that was, was that Amelia? Yes, it was. Amelia, you should have subscribed to the Patreon, then you would have had so many episodes for your eight, for your three-year-old. That's true. Not your three-month-old. No. <laughs> All right. Thank you to the following supporters. Yes, thanks to Carolyn Land, Greg Watchorn, Jennifer HS, Melody Baltazar, Angie James, Tyler Rosewood, Abba N, Alan L, Alec Meredith Fletcher, and Florence Babble, Amanda Fujita, Amanda Lively, Amy, uh, Andy Pavlik, a few anonymous people. That's so many, and there's one with an exclamation point. Mm-hmm. Then April Cherry, Ariana Perry, Ashley Cicely, Aurora and Zelda, Becca Foster, Ben, a PhD, Bianca L, Brett Jarrett. Britt S. Baker. Bruno Macias. Carly Moore. Carolyn N. Kathy Hill. Chinami Worth. Christina Smith. Cynthia Meisner. Debbie Meredith, a.k.a. Lex, the legend. Conan's mom. Lex, where are you? Great question. Holler at us. Diana. Uh, Diana Robinson. And Diane M. Martin. Diane M. Martin. She is quite a patron. Been patroning for so long. And we love her for it. Uh, All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. If you have any uh, questions about telescopes, you know where to send them. Yep. Uh, Not to me, because I don't really know what to send them. Directly to Matt. All right. Bye. Okay, bye.